Hi and welcome to the first episode of The Super. I'm joined with Scott Plain to discuss the game against Inverness last Saturday and look forward to Saturday's trip to Greenwich Morton. Later on I'm joined by Evan McFarlane for a quick chat about Morton as well. Hi Scott, how you doing? Hello Derek, good thanks. Yeah, good mate. How did you enjoy the game on Saturday? Yeah, um, obviously I watched it with you guys on, on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Mainly the um, referee, the assistant referees, um, he'd bobbing up and down the, the line to start off with. Obviously a bit apprehensive playing against Inverness. A record up there speaks for itself. Um, I think I've been up there twice and I think we came out with a draw once. The other time we came out with a defeat, so it's not a happy hunting ground for us. Uh, but yeah, you've got to be quite happy to come back down the road with a draw and a point, especially at this early stage of the season. Yeah, man. Um, it was quite good. Inverness were obviously missing a few players, but so were we. We didn't have any wide players at all, so we had boys just filling in up there. Um, but I thought we gave it a good go. Uh, There's a couple of debuts in there for Cammy Smith starting the game, Ennis Cameron coming off the bench. Gets the goal that um, puts us ahead. His first touch of the ball. Quite good from the pair of them. I thought Cammy Smith was pretty industrious throughout. Creates the goal. Cammy's going to be, I think, in my opinion, the signing of the season for us. Um, I've heard a lot about him before from reading things on social media and other people's opinions, especially um, his name escapes his main Sibirin fan on um, Pie and Bovril. Dev. Yeah, Dev. Um, he was... I had a lot of praise from him from his time at St Mirren in the Championship. I think he won Player of the Year for them mm-hmm. whilst in the Championship. Um, we discussed this on the call on Saturday. You were saying that he's more effective going through the middle, mm-hmm. which was evident. Um, I think he went out wide a couple of times. and I don't know whether he was placed there or not, but um, it was what, you could see that he was a lot more dangerous coming in from the centre. But we'll come in. I've got a couple of notes that I can remember from the highlights that um, I just thought it was it was above everybody else. And just a note as well, I think there's little rumours about that his contract at Dundee United might expire in, in January. So there's even a little glimmer of hope if his, if his form continues and he's, he's happy here, then there's a chance he could potentially stay on a bit longer. So fingers crossed for that one. Certainly a, a very valued addition to the, to the squad. Yeah, I think his loan is to the end of January, and I think it's to the exact point that his contract's up. So if he does, if he does well for us, there's a move quite likely there for him, uh, for him to us. Puts himself in the shop window as well. The better he does, hopefully he does well and just wants to stay though, because <laughs> he has certainly uh, a So you're mentioning the the wide players missing. Um, Obviously, a couple of our new signings, Walsh and Sonata, have mm. unfortunately been out injured. We all know that Moff isn't actually a winger, um, but he always puts the shift in for you, so we've got yes. no qualms of him playing there if required. But we know now that we've got the signings sealed until at least January, there's a lot of room there for us to do a lot of rotation up the top. Yep. Perhaps play two up top, three behind them, whatever. There's plenty of options there. 
going yeah. back to the summer signings, Zanata is the one that worries me the most. I think I've said this quite a few times. Um, I don't want to drink some, and I don't want social media bombarding me with um, what's word for it. That guy's a roaster, but he's got a hint of Gary Harkins about him. Yeah. <laughs> quite like personally what I've seen from Dario so far. Uh, I didn't see any pre-season games. I liked like the, the way he was starting the Anun game. He didn't look right at it. But he was still giving a right good go and he wins the penalty. And the Albion Rovers game, he comes off the bench and scores a rocket. The Hamilton game, probably the poorer of the ones. But I don't really rate him much as a centre forward on its mm-hmm. own. Anywhere in the, the three behind, I think he's really dangerous, especially wide. He can tear wingers apart like we saw with Andy Gagan last season. He's just going to be a typical winger, I think, where he's going to be inconsistent and then maybe one out of five games he's going to be absolutely amazing yeah. and do something out of the ordinary, which you need in a team. So, yeah, I'll give him a chance, but I've just he's the one player I've signed this summer that I'm worried about. <laughs> uh, obviously. Oh, I'm a warrior. <laughs> wasn't there as well. He's, um, he's missed everything since the... Was it half-time he went off in the Albion Rovers game? Since uh, Tom Wall, sorry. On Walsh, yeah. Yeah. Right players. Um, I think he's he not got a history of injuries. That's the other kind of worrying thing. But um, yeah, give him a chance. We can. We may as well give the team a a good go yeah. until the new year at least, and then we can reserve judgment on whether they've been good signers or not. Yep. Yeah, certainly exciting attacking players. Um, also out wide missing was Luke McCown after getting a second booking against Queen of the South where Gregor Buchanan went right through the back of him and he raised his hands a bit, which was a bit silly. Got the I, think, I think that was Ali Gemmel, one of our pals. I don't know if it was one of his five things, but he said that the lack of strength in the bench came to haunt Kerr that day. He wasn't able to bring McEwen off, even though he, he was having a pretty poor game for his standards. He just didn't trust his bench to bring him off and he eventually got so frustrated with his his own game that he ended up getting himself sent off, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but he's still a player we want in your squad. So, that, yeah. That's what happened during the actual game. Um, it was a cross in from the left from Inverness after about two minutes. And Todorov had pretty much a free header. He was marked, but he pretty much had the chance to just pick out whatever he wanted. Unfortunately, for his point of view, he didn't quite get it right, and it goes off the bar, bounces down, hits the post, and bounces around again before the goalie gets it. Having looked at the highlights, I think that that was over the line. I slowed it right down to slow as YouTube would go, and it looks like it's over when it bounces back up first time. Well, if that's the case, we've got away with one. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell. Uh, we, were, we were watching it on, we had a Zoom call, and we all see at different stages of the game and people were going, oh, uh, yeah, oh, was that over the line? And at the time, I didn't think it was and I was like, sigh of relief and it didn't. From watching the, the Inverness highlights, which were really good, um, my first, the, the one thing that I noticed the most was Sam Roscoe. Um, I wondered why he went in with his feet instead of just his body. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one thing I was 
pretty concerned about if, if it was myself playing at centre back, I'd be trying to get my body in there instead of a little dangly foot. So, not that it contributed to getting the header, but it's just something I thought maybe could have been. I'm quite, I'm actually quite critical with Mr. Roscoe tonight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> a few things noted down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually had one cleared off the line ourselves later in the the game. It was a. A corner came in, and as always, it seems now, Michael Miller gets his foot on the end of it and beats the goalkeeper, but they just managed to get it off the line. Um, Is that the one that Moth got into? No, um, that was slightly earlier, Cammy Smith. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. A long-range drive. They saved it well. It breaks to the edge of the six-yard box. Bruce Anderson tries to put it back across, it bounces off a defender onto another defender to Michael Moffat and a bit of a scrimmage, but he just can't really prod it home. It's, it lost all momentum by the point he gets there. Um, so the Michael Miller trans, um, he, he's came in to the club quite quietly because he was announced in the same day as Mr Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was much expectation. We discussed this the other day, and you said he's not came from nowhere. He's played at decent teams, such as Rafe, and um, well, he started off at Celtic, was at Livingston as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he seems to be a, a dangerous threat from set plays, as shown last week, scoring twice, and then that chance against Inverness on Saturday. So, yeah, he, he brings something different to the team, which and he plays in a, um, quite a lot of positions. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've already seen him play a left back, um, centre defensive midfield, centre mids. Um, he's fair moved about for it so far. Um, I remember there's been a team that ever scored many goals in corners. So, again, it's a different dimension that's been brought to the team this year. Yeah, definitely, because it gives you something else to. To work on, um, we don't we don't win that Queen of the South game if we don't skin, uh, score from corners. So yeah, it puts extra points on the board that at times last season, as good as it was in many games, um, gives you extra points to play for. Yep, good. So Inverness were kind of doing what Inverness do, um, playing the long balls over the top try to get fast players to exploit the defenders. And they were having they were having quite a bit of joy without really being too dangerous until half time. They had maybe about three or four just three runs. Yeah, that's where I was going to come back to um my criticism of Mr. Roscoe again. Mm-hmm. Um looking at the highlights, there's a few balls that came like kind of counter attack through balls. It pierced the defence, which I thought it was a little bit out of, out of position with. Um, lack of pace at the back in general, I think. I don't think we have a lot of pace at the back, so those kind of balls are going to be the ones we need to watch going forward. It's not as if you can suddenly inject a, a bit of pace into somebody, but I don't know, maybe sitting deeper or or certainly being closer to your man and not letting them get, get past you easily enough. But yeah, Inverness tried that. I think is that not the, the tried and tested methods under John Robertson, trying to play it up to the, the big boys and through, if you know what I mean? Well, it certainly seems to be against us. It doesn't seem necessarily to track that they do that every week when I watch the highlights, but 
it seems that regardless of players that's home or away, that seems to be the, the method they go for against Ayr. Yeah. And then basically they just kind of carried that on until, until half time. Um, they were getting a lot of joy from it. They had, they had one chance, I can't remember who it was, down the left. And he just absolutely skied it. He could have had a good a good shot on goal, at least, and let the goalkeeper. That was a ball when he was out wide, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah, our, yeah. We, we seemed to be very narrow at that point, and we're chasing back as, like, as if they're like, chasing into the wind, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, he, skied it, he, he skied it over the bar. You're quite flat, thankful that he didn't get closer to the goal. And of course, we missed part of the move because the linesman <laughs> called the napper. Had to be followed yep. by Pixel at all times. Um, so, yeah, we, we hung on to, to our time dealing with that. I say hung on. It wasn't it wasn't like we were in danger, but they were getting behind. Um, so, the start of the second half came, and we came out completely different. Same players in the same positions, but we were wildly in control of the game. We were keeping the ball well. We were building up attacks. Um, none of them necessarily particularly dangerous up until we get to the, the move that brings us to the goal, but we were well on top at the point that we, we do that. We keep um, on forgetting about players like um, Chalmers and Murdoch are doing the dirty work in there. Um, they, they go unnoticed. Um, I mean, Murdoch, you can't remember him like, being a super scorer. He, he's the He's also came back from a bad injury. He's taken him a bit of time, but he's been playing 90 minutes most of the, most of the weeks and he's starting to get back into his groove. And Chalmers is just a Rolls Royce. Um, that left peg of his is just, I don't like lefties um, in general, <laughs> especially when they take a penalty. Uh, especially when they take a penalty, you can't trust a lefty. But, um, and <laughs> um, so I, the goal. Mm-hmm. Goal. Um, basically, if you from the highlights, I couldn't. Believe, that's what I'm saying. When you watch it live, you, you don't actually pick up on what's happening. So, especially with that, it, it cut it cut out a good point in the move. But you get it. You get well, it. We, we, we did. We, I did lose the end of it. Um, number eighteen for Inverness in the centre tried to play the ball out wide. And I think it was Paddy Redden that headed it out, mm-hmm. and th- this man picked it up. Midway in our, in our own half, Cammy Smith, and on it, this is why I'm I'm raving about him because he basically picks up halfway through in his own half. He manages to run and pretty much bulldoze Keaton's down. He was trying to catch up with him and he fell over. Kept on going, came inside, and pretty much done Mackay. Came across into the middle of the pitch, found Big Ennis the Kelly, who just slotted it in with his first touch of the match. It was like. Unbelievable! It came from absolutely nothing. That a bit of pace and a bit of um, change of a direction has brought us the goal. As I'm saying, we can't underestimate how important Cammy Cammy Hunter, Cammy Smith is going to be to us. I thought the the way to pass combined with the the movement because Cameron had just peeled off the defender and he was just free. Um, he had a similar chance at the other side of the box, maybe four or five minutes later. He didn't really get the right connection. Um, yeah. But just 
he just had so much freedom to just pick wherever he wanted in the goal. Obviously, there's still a goalkeeper to beat, so it's a good finish. But the way he peeled away and the way of the pass, it just meant that all he had to do was put his foot on it. He didn't have to, oh, didn't have to work too hard at thinking about where to put it there. Um, so Simone knew very well, Derek, and so Simone knew very well, Derek, um, and having obviously all of us um, looking at the social media, I take it you've got no issues with where the big man's came from. No, I don't care. Um, I'm the same. It can it can come from anywhere. We take we take players on loan from all sorts of Premiership sides, and usually they do okay. To be honest. Um, yeah. He is somebody that's not going to get in the come on at team because Kabamba's playing absolutely class just now. So he's he's behind he's behind him. He's the main guy that he'd be looking to replace. He's behind Brophy as well. He's he's a wee bit off form, but he's still not going to replace Kabamba. So yeah, he's he's a good striker. Um, he had a good season a couple of seasons ago with Stranraer in League One. Natural, his next move should be yeah. another level up. That's us. The, the benefits us having the, the big striker that Kerr was also looking for to kind of replace Aaron Drun from last year, yeah. and the benefits Kelly that their man's getting game time in, in a competitive championship uh, league where hopefully we're going to be pushing for the playoffs and he'll get plenty of chances to score some goals. Does us a favour, they need to play out and low. Not bothered where he comes from. That's fine for me. But um, yeah, so he, he looked quite good. Um, and the short amount of time that, he, that we were able to attack, because we quite quickly shifted to try to hold on to what we have after maybe another, maybe about 10 minutes of still going for it, see if we can get a second. Kind of fizzled backwards after that point, and just thought, right, we'll just try and make sure we get something from this if the worst happens. Um, and obviously, that's sort of where the the Inverness goal comes from. They start to be able to build attacks, and um, so they were building an attack through the middle. And you can hear John Robertson just screaming about getting the ball wide, which they do. It comes into the middle and not the best defending. Do you want to tell no. me what you've, what well, you've made for that? Um, just from my, from my viewing, I kind of saw our own players kind of ball watching in the middle of the park. They all seemed to go towards the ball before they played the ball out wide, which meant when they got the ball out wide, our players were out of position for being back in the middle. The ball came across and, again, I'm... <laughs> I'm being harsh on the guy tonight. Mr. Roscoe seemed to be on the right-hand side and not on goal side of the player. Mm-hmm. But he didn't even get the ball. So even if he was in that position, I would expect him to get the ball because it came in behind the player. But it didn't. It fell to Todorov. And then we had three players dive at his feet to try and stop it. a shot in. And again, we didn't get anywhere near it. Keeper didn't have a chance. Can't criticise him. But yeah, I think a kind of avoidable situation there, and it was gutting. It was in the, how many minutes till the end? Was it seven or was it, it was in the last ten minutes anyway? Where typical Air United fans get all excited. It's almost like supporting Scotland as well. And um, get excited for the last ten minutes. This is going to be great, and then our hopes are dashed. So, 
so be it. We don't normally even take a point from up there. So as disappointing as that was, I was willing to take that situation. I'd, I'd actually not long said this is the fun bit of the game because you know for a fact that we're definitely going to get something out of it when we were 1-0 up, probably about a minute or so before they then went on this break. <laughs> well, you, know, I've got, you know I've got the jinx of saying something positive and then it goes all to, all to shit. <laughs> um, when people tell, shut up, Dyge, what are you saying? So, yeah. Um, before the game, it's the old cliche, before the game, we would have taken the point before we even got up there. Uh, and we're only going to get better as more players come back and we get more options to swap it up during the games as well. Yeah. Uh, Inverness, obviously, we're missing quite a few players as well. Uh, actually, too long a list to really even go through. <laughs> a bit oh, they've changed a lot from the summer. They seem to go through a rebuilding programme every year. Mm-hmm. And... On top of that, they had a lot of injuries for Saturday as well. Um, that when everyone's backfiring, that would look nothing like their first team that we played on Saturday. However, I'm not not necessarily expecting them to play wildly better with those players. Um, but well, they did score. Uh, we had a we had a chance to win it really late on. Cami Smith. Uh, and Aaron Muirhead standing over the over the ball for a free kick in the edge of the box after a break. Um, Cammy Smith saying in his interview that he didn't he didn't have a clue why Muirhead was was even there because he's a fullback. <laughs> um, well, did you know? I've, I've used this stat before many times that Aaron Muirhead, football manager, has got a twenty for penalty kicks and something yes. like fifteen for free kicks. <laughs> so. I think he's he's taken a couple. Yeah. He's taken a couple of penalties. I know that he, he missed one as well. I'm, but, sure, I'm sure he took a free kick in one of the either the Betfred games or the Queen of the South game, and it was perfectly fine. Yeah, it maybe was. That's one from Cammy Smith. My word, um, it was top onion bag. If it wasn't for Mark Riggers, uh, good save. Yeah. Great save. He's he's earned them. He's earned the points there. That's a kind of that's a kind of goal when you're away from home and a wee bit tipsy. You'll be running about the whole pitch and like celebrating for the rest of the night. I'd definitely be running a bit down the stairs, not even aware that we haven't scored that. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So I think a draw is probably fair by the end. They had they, they did have the better of the first half. We had the better of the second half. Both the goals came. It was unfortunate that that free kick didn't go in. But yeah, it was probably fair for the draw. And a half. Shush. Bloody one. <laughs> I'll certainly take it anyway. It's not, not being nice. That's not like it. Considering, considering what we've had to go through up there over the years. It was a Scottish Cup game, we were 3-0 up at half-time and we still lost at 4-3. I remember that. Uh, I've games. only been up to Inverness a couple of times and it's only been quite recently. The last couple of times that we've been up there, we haven't even scored and barely registered a shot, so it was a massive improvement on what we're normally used to. Yeah, even the playoff games up there was um, was a bit of a damp squid. Squib? Squib? Is that the word to use? 
squib. Um, <laughs> we went up there with all kind of hope, and it was like obviously Shanklin's and uh, Duhans and the likes last game, and it was just a bit of disappointment. Yeah, we took we took the lead in that, and that put us back in the game. But then when they scored, that was it. It was too big, too big a job. So yeah, overall not great memories on Vanessa, but we'll take this one. We'll take the one. We'll, we'll take the point and move on, especially in this this uh, short shorter season. I mean, are we back up there again? I can't remember. Yeah, we will be. Um, so everyone, we've got them once at home and twice away. Everyone that we're playing in this set of fixtures away, we'll go back away to. All right, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on from Inverness last weekend, we'll look ahead to the next fixture away to Greenock Morton on Saturday. Um, you got your stream purchase stage? Um, no, not yet. Simply based on the WhatsApp chat, it seems to be, it sounds like a, a bit of a farce at the moment. I know it's only Wednesday, but hopefully we get it sorted out. I don't think you've had much luck so far, have you? No, um, I saw it was up. I was having a look at Pine Bovril earlier and somebody mentioned that it was, the stream was available to purchase. Um, it was shown at £16. So obviously that's a bit steep. £16 for championship football. <laughs> Just watching your laptop as well. Um, you watch Fulham versus Brighton for that. Yeah, but who would watch Fulham v Brighton? <laughs> English football. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I purchased the £16 stream and it resurfaced shortly after at £14. Then it moved back to £16. Then I got an email through PayPal saying that Green and Martin had refunded me £2. So I'm presuming it's going to be £14 on Saturday. Well... Um, we My experience see. so far with streaming has been it's been okay apart from the pixel cameras not following the ball all the time. Yeah. Against uh, Albion Rovers every time they went up in the air, it disappeared. Payment's been fine, service has been fine. Um I can't grumble too much to be fair. I had to, uh, I paid twice for the for the Inverness game, so I paid twenty pounds <laughs> But the the SPFL gave me my my ten pounds back the same night, so it wasn't too much of a problem. I'm kind of last minute.com when it comes to this. Um, I, I tend to get ready about quarter to two before the game. Um, because I, I learned from experiences of the Albion game that the, the first lot of people who got into the stream were fine, whereas people who tried to get in closer to the kickoff time. So I would fully recommend you get yourself set up quite early just to, just to be sure that it's working okay. Yes, especially these places that we've not been yet. Yep. Um, so on on Morton, well, for, in fact, forget that for a second. On ourselves, um, Mark Kearson in the Ayrshire Post, and that is 50-50 to be back for Saturday. Uh, Walsh still out, and obviously McCown comes back from the red card. So hopefully Dario makes it through, and that gives us a wee bit more options. Even if it's just to the bench, it gives us McCown in to play on the right. If Moffat stays in the left, he does a good job there, even if it's not his best. And you've got Zinata in reserve. So it's a wee bit of a stronger team for us, especially now that we've got an extra striker we can use as well. We can change things up a wee bit better. There's a part of me that feels that McCowan should maybe get a little, what's the word for it, 
uh, use the word discipline uh, mm -hmm. and start from the bench just to put him back in his, uh, in his place slightly just to show that you can't do those kind of things and uh, expect to get straight back into the team because um, I mean how it worked last week it worked fine with obviously morphing that playing the, the wide positions so I don't know me personally I wouldn't bring him straight back into the team I would bring him back on as a sub to, as an impact sub because he, 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 there's no doubt he, he can come on the pitch and change the game for us I don't know whether it's in that or in the position to start the game I don't know whether it's it's going to be interesting to see how he, how he lines up the team at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon yeah, it will. Um, I understand what you're saying about McCowan, but I think just having no wide players available might just see them come straight back in. We do really. Oh, no qualms if that happens, to be fair, but I just, if the opportunity was there to do that, then I think you fully would have went down that route. Yeah. Uh, what about the defence? Would you change anything there? Well, the biggest talking point I think has been for the past few weeks is the fact that Houston hasn't been starting. Uh, I've got absolutely no issues with. Aaron Muirhead playing at fullback. Mm -hmm. He's the kind of player that he's either... He, he, you can never call him reliable because he's got a mistake in him. But then again, he can have an absolute stormer now and again. Yeah. Or at times he can give away silly fills or, or penalties. But he does a job. He can go forward. There's no doubt about that. I think he's played over... Quote me if I'm wrong here. I think he's played over 100 games for Falkirk at right back. Um <laughs> So it's not as if he's a centre-half getting squeezed into right-back. He's He has played right-back in his career, so no, no no issues with that. Uh, Jack Baird has been solid, been a good signing for us. Big question marks, obviously, from my scathing report of um, Sam Roscoe uh, mm -hmm. from the Inverness game. But what other options do we really have in there at the yeah. moment? Paddy Redden, I've been impressed. I mean, hard task to replace Daniel Harvey. Uh, obviously, we're a bit disappointed we couldn't get to see more of him in the Betfred Cup games because he's away with Scotland. I actually watched him play against, I think it was the Czech Republic for the under-21s at yeah. Tynecastle. He actually played in front of um, Harvey, which was quite interesting. Uh, he's good at crossing. So, again, I think he's been a, another shrewd sign. I think that's route that he has gone down the past few years of signing players with under-21 experience uh, with the national team. is came is both helped the player again for them to get game time if they've been at clubs like Aberdeen and Middlesbrough. Well, that's where Paddy came from. I don't think he ever got a first-team game with them. Yeah. Uh, he, he, so, he obviously went to... Was it Stevenage? He went to... Yeah, he got Got one so I think that's, that, that market seems to be working for us. I'm quite happy. Uh, have we got much backup? I think that's going to be our biggest issues. We're relying on the likes of Mikey Miller covering in there. Yeah, we well, can see any of the four positions that are there. So, so yeah, that, that'll be the biggest issue. You know what he like, especially around Christmas time. We we our injury list seems to mount up. So that's the biggest concern about the defence, and obviously. The pace and behind, that's been a concern for myself as well. Yeah, I think I think more clubs will be similar to ourselves in our normal Christmas injury situation this year. Um, looking at how 
a lot of the leagues reacted when they first started getting going again after COVID. It was just a lot of injuries, just just small niggles. Nobody was out with, well, there would obviously be some players, but the majority are out with very, very small things that you just wouldn't normally pick up. But having been stationary for so long, even just a few games just leads to small things, just keeping players out. Um, so looking at Morton, they've started last season in a completely different fashion to the season before where they were a bit of a joke, just leaking goals all over, a ridiculous goalkeeper who might as well have just been kicking balls into the net. That's Sam Ramsbottom. Sam Ramsbottom, yeah. We had him, <laughs> had him at Somerset on the opening day last season, getting chipped from Craig McGuffey uh, to steal the, the three points near the end. Yeah. Um, but they, they look a lot sturdier this season. Um, they don't necessarily look particularly exciting going forward, but they, they certainly look a lot sturdier at back. Do you watch much of their highlights? No, I'll be honest, I haven't. Um, I've just been going on social media again mm-hmm. and hearing that they were, did they not struggle to build a team until last minute? Am I right in saying that? Uh, I think it? a lot of their players were signed pretty late on. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was financial because the fans are due to take over the club at the end of the season. Right, okay. Um, so I don't know if the current owner was basically just spending as little money as possible. See, it looks like they're, they're, they're going down the, the lower league option as well. I mean, their goalkeeper was signed from Edinburgh City. Yeah. I mean, League 2, straight up into the Championship, is going to be a big learning curve. I think uh, that, that could be... Uh, I've got absolutely no idea who he is. So, question marks from Aidan McAdams. Um he hasn't I mean, conceded too many goals so far. Um, well, a good, a, good, a good kind of um, a good kind of what's one for it comparison we can make is the fact they've played Queen of the South already, and they drew with them in the Betfred Cup. Yeah. Uh, obviously, going back to that game for us, we kind of struggled a little bit to get over the line, but it just shows that we're not coming up against teams at the moment who are going to be dra- drastically a lot better than us. So we should be going to this game expecting to get something. Yeah, um, I feel I feel quite confident about it. I don't think looking at their their last three games, if you take the Queen of the South game out of it, the last three games have all been one nils. Um, so it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of goals in any game that you're playing against them. I'm hoping that I'm going to be eating my words about that, and we'll just go and spank them. But I'm looking at their team from from Saturday, and they've got players like Brian McLean still playing. I thought he was done years ago. Um, He's been one of their better players so far. He's having a bit of an Indian summer. And well, we'll go back to it again. Uh, Gary Oliver, he seems to jump backwards and forth between two different clubs all the time. Yeah, just I'm, I'm just imagining that. Is that is that a thing? I just moved between Green of the South and Green at Morton. Just and so he, this is a season of Green at, Green at Morton. I see. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's that, unbelievable. That were his best out of the two. To be fair, he's usually he usually does okay. Gary Oliver. I think he's unspectacular, but quite a, a decent enough lower half Championship striker. 
And then our very own um, ex-player, Craig McGuffey, yeah. doesn't appear to be getting much game time. He hasn't started a game as far as I can see. Uh, I don't but, think he's started anything since he, since he moved there. Um, but we know ourselves what he's capable of doing. Um, coming off as a sub, he could ping a ball from 30 yards into the top bin. So, obviously, we know more because he played for us. Other teams might not know him as much. But, yeah, you've always got to keep an eye on our, our former players coming back to haunt us. Um, do you want to give me a score prediction? Oh, um, I'm going to go, hopefully our defence sorts a little bits and bobs out and I'm going to go for 2-0. Two 2-0? Two one player we've not actually spoken about at all is Bruce Anderson. Yeah. Uh, so he's taken obviously a, a bit, it's been highlighted that he's obviously been coming and going, getting himself down from Aberdeen, settled in an air. Then whisked off to San Marino to sit on the bench and do bugger all. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, after playing against Inverness, he can get in a bit of a rhythm now. And uh, I think he needs some support up front. I think he needs another body up there sometimes. Um. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go two now. I think hopefully we'll get a goal from from the Bruce and um, hopefully I don't know Moffs 100. I, I don't know. That'd be nice. As rubbish as it would be celebrating it in my flat, um, I'd be quite happy to see the moth get his 100th goal. Anyway. Uh, it would be, ama- be amazing to, to a typical away day to, to Greenock and into our favourite pub, going back in time, like back to the future, to the Norseman. Uh, that, that is probably the worst pub in our whole journey around the country, but we still love it. <laughs> Um, aye, and it'll be a shame if Moff gets us 100 and there's no fans to celebrate with him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll celebrate it later that night. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, just going by those last three results, I'm thinking it'll be one 0 to air. They, just grind it out, or do you think we'll be playing in control? Probably just probably just grinding it out in control, but then. We'll sit off because we're away. We'll just try and take what we've got. It doesn't doesn't seem to be a lot of goals in the Morton games. We're not quite flying with goals ourselves yet. I mean, we did get off to that good start, Albion Rovers, but with respect, they're a slightly <laughs> worse team than uh, anyone that's going to be in the championship. So well, I'd, expect, a... I'd expect that if we were flying, we wouldn't maybe replicate that. I know you can't really compare things to League Two teams, but obviously Albion Rovers, I mean, the first half an hour or so they're in the game, big style. Yeah. But in their own league now, I think they're not doing very well. Whereas yeah. Annan, who I was very impressed with at Somerset, I think they've started off pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah, Annan looked like a good team this year and they seem to be doing that out with that game against us. Right, well, thanks very much for coming on with me tonight, Scott. It's funny you call me my Sunday name, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Derek, it was brilliant, I enjoyed that. Catch right. you soon. Later. And now somebody that knows a little bit more about Morton than me and Dige, Evan McFarlane. Thanks for coming on, Evan. Uh, we're just wondering from a Morton point of view how you've been getting on this season. Uh, it's been a bit of a mixed bag so far. Um, 
we've uh, we've done okay in the League Cup. We drew with Queens and we've beaten uh, the other Queens. Uh, so we're we're doing. Uh, we're doing okay and started off the league season with a win against uh, Al, albeit it was a wee bit backs to the wall towards the end. But we've shown enough so far to suggest that we should have enough to stay clear of relegation, or you know at least have enough that it's not a certainty that we're going to go down anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, the championship this season, as it is most years anyway, is just incredibly unpredictable, and you only need to look at. Rafe's results the last couple of weeks and how Dunfermline are doing to, to show that anyone could pretty much finish anywhere at this stage. So it's 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 early to make predictions, I think, but we should have enough to keep our heads above water. Okay. So have you just been playing with five at the back this season? You've kind of had the opposite start in terms of goals conceded compared to the season before? Uh, yes and no. Um, we started off with five uh, in a couple of games and it would move. Uh, well, it's been difficult to pinpoint exactly what system we're trying to play in most games, especially with Robbie Muirhead at left wing back. But uh, it has been a five and the defence has looked better than it did last season. Last season was an utter shambles to begin with. So uh, the likes of Fjortov and um, McLean uh, and Ledger are looking reasonably competent at the minute, and they were they were relatively fine against Dundee, kept them out for uh, most of the game as well. So we have improved in that aspect. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not certain five at the back is the way to move forward, just given the amount of attacking options that we've got uh, and the fact that our two best players are. Aiden Nesbitt and Josh, uh, forgotten his name. Uh, Rangers guy, why have I forgotten his name? Josh McTake. Yes, there yes. you go. Um, uh, and the system doesn't really suit them at the minute mm-hmm. because they are conventional wingers. So uh, I don't know, I think we still need to strike the balance, but we have looked a wee bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you mentioned Robbie Muirhead there. He won't be playing, will he? He was sent off at the weekend, I think. No, thankfully he will be suspended for the game, hopefully never to be seen again. Um, what happened with red cards? Uh, so he got a booking, and um, you can see the video of this online. He was then applauded the referee for giving him the booking, uh, and he was sent off immediately. So he picked up more bookings in the space of four seconds than his managed league goals in his last three seasons. So, yeah. um, but it does mean that Lewis Strap should come back into the team, which is positive and is obviously a much better option considering he has an actual fullback. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, what's happening with Craig McGuffey? He obviously used to play for us and moved yourself last Christmas. Uh, he's not in much, not in much of a look in since he since he's arrived. Uh, he's really not as many starts, and I can't even think of any injuries or that he's had that's kept him at the team. Hopkins, just for whatever reason, uh, hasn't gone with him. If he have gone with him, he's he's went through the middle. And I think I think you said to me he's better out wide than he is in the middle. Yeah, uh, he always played kind of out on the left for us. 
could, I'd imagine he could play on the other side as well. He would drift over, um, but it was always just kind of fleetingly over to the other side and then straight back over. But yeah, he's, he's more of a winger. Um, but I've noticed that he's, when he went on loan to Wraith Rovers, John, uh, I think it was John McGlynn that was in charge then, um, he tried him as a centre mid as well and he was playing there in the playoff games. But yeah, so if Hopkins doing that as well, maybe they just see something in the way that he plays that they think he's better in the middle. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird because he really hasn't been given a shot on the wing at all that I can recall. So uh, no, it's, it's someone I'd hope would be given Molly a chance because he's, he's a decent player at this level and um, I think he deserves another opportunity. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling for Saturday? What do you how do you think Morton will get on? Uh, I don't know. I've honestly no idea. I, I um, I'm never too sure against there. We usually either beat them or we lose four yeah. one. Um, so <laughs> I'm not too sure. I would, uh, I would expect it to be quite close anyway. Um, as I, you know, I said earlier, I don't think there's much between most of the teams in the league at this point. So, yeah. um, but in terms of the result, I couldn't call it. I'd be happy enough with a very narrow victory. Right, well, thanks very much, Evan. No bother. See you on Saturday. Yeah, see you Saturday. Okay, well, that was the first episode of The Super. If you've listened this far, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next Wednesday.